Morning, church family. Um, we are going to do something that we, we do periodically here, but we haven't done for a while, and that is uh, share with each other. And so before we do that, um, Rob and I wanted to reflect a little bit um, just to kind of kick us off. Um, and then we wanna, we're going to ask a series of questions that we want to hear from each other about. And I think um, as a community, we really do believe in the priesthood of all believers. We believe that the Spirit works in each and every one of us. And so each and every one of us has a way that the Spirit has uh, shared something that we can, we can then glean from and benefit from together as a family. So um, before we get going, though, I, I want to just uh, reflect a little bit about what's been going on in our church family uh, over the last year what we've done here as a community, um, and then Rob is going to share a little more of a personal reflection uh, before we get going. So just to start off, um, you know, I th I've said it before, maybe even already said it today, but, you know, I like the word liturgy a lot. Um, liturgy, I think we often think about as a, uh, a series of words that we share together. So we, we did our confession earlier, we did the Lord's Prayer together, but liturgy just means the work of the people. Um, the work of God's people. And so in that regard, we, we've been doing a lot of liturgy together. We're doing a lot of that today, um, as a matter of fact. Uh, and specifically, this year, you know, when I think about the things we've been learning together in the Bible, we've gone through um, our lectionary by and large, and so we've, we've learned a lot from the book of Matthew this year. We learned about Jesus' baptisms and the parables that he taught. We learned about the transforming initiatives that he gave us in the Sermon on the Mount. We learned about what his final week encompassed and, the, and maybe a little bit that we hadn't heard before related to that. Um, then we moved on to 1 Peter. And we learned a lot about what faithful witness in the heart of the empire means. Um, we did a series on Romans, a very quick series, and we learned about how Paul was trying to teach the, the church in Rome that Jews and Gentiles alike, even though there is diversity there, there's even conflict there, they can be one family and really show what salvation looks like in the heart of the empire. Then we moved on and did a series on Embraces Values. So we talked about how we put Jesus at the center, that church equals diverse family, how we keep it real, how we're comfortable with being uncomfortable, how we're gritty Christ followers and we're neighborhood focused. And then we finished out the year thinking about Advent, thinking about the hope, peace, joy, and love that we, that we bring into this, this time of Christmas. We also did a couple of book studies. We came together. We read um, The Very Good Gospel. I know many of us here in this room read that together by Lisa, Lisa Sharon Harper. Um, that was all about how God's dream for the world, the good news that he has is that we can have shalom again, that the... The Bible starts with wholeness and it ends with wholeness, and so the rest of the story is about how we go from whole to whole and not just about how we're, we're broken, even though we are. Uh, we also read a book by Karen Keene um, called Scripture Ethics and the Possibility of Same-Sex Relationships, um, which was a really, I think, helpful time of sharing and learning together as we continued our discernment process about how we fully love and include our LGBTQ siblings. Um, which is another big part of this year. Um, folks may remember uh, we've been on this four-year journey of considering what, what that means because our denomination has been making a lot of decisions around this, and, and we as a church community just hadn't really come up with um, how we wanted to approach um, our, our life together, uh, including with LGBTQ folks, um, folks that we consider a part of our church family. And so what we ended up with was 
um, a decision to include rather than exclude. And I think that was a really beautiful um, uh, conclusion of that discernment process, even as we continue to discern as a family all the many ways that, that we express that. We've also had a lot of change in our church family. Um, Y'all, we've had six babies born this year in our church family. It's really amazing. Um, it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's really fun to see new life. It's a little overwhelming for our nursery staff, but that's okay. Uh, we'll continue to, to support them as we can. Uh, we've also lost folks. Folks have, have passed away this year. Um, families have moved to other cities. Um, and we've also had a lot of new faces this year. It's been great to see new folks join, um, both as full members, but also just having new, new faces in, in, our, um, in our midst. So the Spirit continues to work within our community here, but we know that the Spirit doesn't just work within the confines of these walls. Um, the Spirit has worked in, in each and every one of us, in our day-to-day lives, in the communities that we live in, in the relationships that we have. Um, and so we're going to start to uh, share a little bit today. Um, I've shared a little bit about what's happened sort of within our church family, and Rob is going to share a little bit of a personal reflection um, that he's been having as well. I shared this uh, with some folks who were part of the uh, All Saints Day uh, Talent, talent night that we had. Um, but as some of you may know, um, I'm a counselor and I'm coming to the end of my career. I, I've been uh, at this for almost almost 50 years, and so I've been reflecting on the the people who have had such an incredible impact on my uh, uh, on my journey. As a as a as a counselor, um, as just a human being, and as a, and as a follower of Christ, and I'm I'm so incredibly grateful uh, to many teachers, mentors, colleagues, clients. They've taught me probably more than anyone has taught me. Uh, friends and and certainly you, uh, my embrace family, who have had such an impact on my development. And what I know as I've reflected that I believe makes the biggest difference in what I do and what we do as, as, as followers of Christ. Um, and what I know for sure with everyone I see is that we're all broken. We're all trying to survive. And we all need to be seen and loved. And whatever else I learned in my, in my development as a, as a counselor, all the theories, all the different skills and techniques, to me it really comes down to those core realities. I mean, look around. Look at the person beside you. Who's not broken in this room? Who has not experienced brokenness? who also has not experienced the love as we connect with each other. One of, one of my teachers, he didn't know he was one of my teachers, uh, just uh, was, was some, but he was one of my teachers through his writings was Thomas Merton. A- and I remember the first time I read 
uh, New Seeds of Contemplation decades ago uh, when he described us as, quote, we are bodies of broken bones. Wow, that was a Anne Lamont wow for me when I encountered him. And then I encountered him again uh, in reading um, uh, Byron Stevenson's book, uh, Just, Mer Just Mercy. Uh, and he goes on to say, I guess I'd always known but never fully considered that being broken is what makes us human. We all have our reasons. Sometimes we're fractured by the choices we make. Sometimes we're shattered by things we would never have chosen. But our brokenness is also the sort of source of our common humanity, the basis for our shared search for comfort, meaning, and healing. Our shared vulnerability and imperfection nurtures and sustains our capacity for compassion. We have a choice. We can embrace our humanness, which means embracing our broken natures and the compassion that remains our best hope for healing, or we can deny our brokenness, forswear compassion, and as a result, deny our own humanity. And Merton went on to say, as long as we live on earth, the love that unites us will bring us suffering by our very contact with one another because this love is the resetting of broken bones. My wife, and I, my wife Kathy, and I uh, came to Embrace very broken years ago when we first started coming to Embrace. We stayed because we felt seen and loved. And as you look around this morning, I know you will see that we're all broken and experiencing the healing love of Christ here at Embrace. And that's my intention. I don't set, I don't set resolutions. I, I do believe that intentions are important. And I think being intentional about recognizing that is what really kind of has come to me in these, in these, in these uh, months as I'm preparing to work one less day. I'm down to three days uh, a week, and so I'm, I'm working on two. Um, I'm not quite done yet. But thank you for listening, and... Like I said, we're going to spend some time uh, sharing. We have three questions um, that we want folks to reflect on, um, and in no particular order. So as uh, things strike you, please just raise your hand, and I'll come out and bring you a microphone. So those qu three questions are... What have you learned this year, and how have you grown? How have you experienced God? And what hopes do you have for the next year? Um, I don't know how many of you are uh, Enneagram folks. I'm an Enneagram 7, and so we have a very positive outlook. So I like the word hope for next year. I think there's a lot of things we worry about, too. Uh, but but I like the idea that we're hoping for something in the, in the future year. So um, we're just going to share together. And I'm going to come out with a microphone and let you share with the rest of us. So those three questions. All right. Well, first of all, I don't like talking in front of crowds. I like talking in intimate settings. So um, I've learned a lot this year, um, good and bad, but I'm thankful um, for all the lessons. Um, I have experienced God just through others, um, my small group, um, my grandchildren, and my family, and of course my church family. I just love it here. And 
hopes for the next year. Um, God willing, um, I'm heading into my 50th trip around the sun, so I'm thankful for that. And um, I just hope for continued growth and learning how to really forgive, learn, and accept other people um, where they are. Paige is an overachiever and answered all three questions, so don't <laughs> feel like you have to do that. Thanks, Paige. So John touched on this uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, but the the risk of um, that there's risk in choosing to love and opening yourself, um, being there for somebody, and I feel like that kind of capped off something um, I've thought about this year, uh, where it's uh, it's easy to try to control things in your life and to have everything mapped out. Um, but that is really not uh, not truly loving and being present and being there for, for those around you. And so I think that kind of just touched on something that I've tried to grow in this year. And I feel like uh, this church has, has spoken to throughout. But that's uh, choosing to love in all circumstances, good or bad, and, uh, and continuing to move forward and be there for others. Thank you, Layden. Um, I know I've spoken to a few people at church about this, but I had a, a very hard uh, year with my housing. Um, I left a very like safe um, and comfortable housing experience for me to something that was really new and totally fell apart um, in ways that were like really hurtful and just awful. Um, but through that whole experience, like I, I have felt God supporting me so much in ways that I never have. Like I've never. I mean, I've, I've just never had to depend on him for survival that much. Um, and I had, I had basic strangers offering me rooms in their houses. And um, every there's a lot of financial fallout from that. And every one of my needs has been met. And it, it was easy for me to go, well, I just started saving this money. And then something else happened. Um, but to reframe that, I just started this, saving this money for this other thing that God knew was coming. And I was able, you know, I've never wanted for anything. And so that, that has really grown my, um, my trust in God. One of the things I learned this year was how much I had become very insulated because of the pandemic. Uh, right before the pandemic, I had been getting increasingly active in the gathering, and then when the pandemic hit, I just cut everybody off. And this year, one of the things that I have learned late in the year was that it's time to get back out there. Uh, but I remembered that we are called by our servant king 
to be servants and it's time to serve again. I also learned that God is ready to surprise us at a moment's notice and by that I'm referring to what happened back in I believe it was in February just a few miles west of here southwest of here in Wilmore when he showed up the Holy Spirit showed up in breathtaking ways and one of the ways that was wonderful about it was the way that those who were experiencing him protected him from those who would exploit that event. And I just am thankful for that whole experience from what I experienced with the Spirit with those who were in worship and those who were protecting that worship experience. Normally I uh, enjoy, really enjoy the turning from uh, one year to the, to the new year and I found myself being nervous about seeing that 24 on the calendar, knowing that that's a, an election year, and uh, um, knowing that the contention is only likely to ramp up as the year goes on. And um, one hope I have for the coming year is that I will learn more, and I'm, I'm scared to pray for this, but, but learn more what it likes to love my enemies. And um, because I think you know, my ideological enemies are going to come out of the woodwork and, and I'll, uh, I'm sure, prove to be some other, some people's ideological enemies, even in my own family. And um, what does it look like? Or I, I, I am more and more convinced over the years of just that, that loving our enemies and me learning to love those that I find unlovely, um, that that is ultimate, or that is one of the biggest things um, that Christ has called me to do, us to do, and and so, yeah, what I, I am hopeful um, that there will be, at least in my own life, some breakthrough of, of what it looks like to, to love my enemies and, and to pray for those who um, I feel are um, taking the Lord's name in vain, essentially, um, in this election cycle, and, um, but yeah, I, but I, ultimately I am hopeful because I think that that's that loving, for me anyway, loving my enemies requires the Holy Spirit in my life in ways that I have not yet seen. So I really am, am hopeful, even as I uh, am trepidatious <laughs> about this coming year. Um, one of the ways that I've experienced God this year is through um, the small group and um, knowing even before the small group formed, um, that group was prayed for in order for it to get formed. And um, 
that just shows how much care there is in this church about us as individuals. And um, one day we were sharing things in our small group, and one lady in particular is going through some very hard personal things that sometimes you just don't want to share and um, or you get tired of sharing. And one of the other ladies just looked at her and said, you don't need to share, but we want you to share because we want to carry this with you and, and for you. And I have felt that in my life so often that I can't carry my own things. I need not just to put it on God, but to put it on someone else and say, please help me carry this. And so for her to say out loud that, uh, I mean, that's life changing and life giving. And you know that when a text, a group text is sent, it's not just we'll pray for you, but we're going to help carry this. And, um, that's being seen, that's being loved, and that makes a difference, and that's what gives hope in the, the year coming. I'm also a seven. <laughs> um, I'm also a seven, and I should be full of hope, but some occasions this year, I feel like my hope factor has been a little lower than it has um, historically in my past. Part of that is just being overwhelmed by school and work and trying to be there for my family and all that. But it's given me some great perspective. And the two, um, the two sermons that really pop out as far as really experiencing God through a message um, was the day we were going through our church values or that series, and when Christina preached on the screen that day um, about unity, and that was just so powerful. And to you know, every church wants to say we believe in unity, but to have a church family that says like, because we want unity, we're acknowledging that we don't want everybody to be the same. Like that is just—it's awesome. It's like. You can't, you can't um, demonstrate unity unless you have so many differences in your church. And you mentioned the election cycle coming up and, and other things that our society is so divided on. But to be at a place that says we really don't care how you vote. We really don't care what your background is or what your, you know, fill in the blank is. Um, so that, that was just really powerful. The second thing, real quick, was uh, I believe Rick Reams um, on his sermon about uh, the you know the guys that were given the different amounts of money, and two of the three got this money from the master and went and doubled it, and then one of the guys you know got scared and dug it and put it in the ground. Um, I was so struck by that story because the ones that doubled their money, in my mind, maybe because I'm an American, capitalist, whatever you want to say, I 
want to emphasize the money. Like, wow, what a blessing of God. It doubled the money. Praise the Lord. But that wasn't the point. The point was a little part where the master said, I want to be with you. It's like, you did this great thing. That's awesome. But the real prize here is not the money. It's I want to be with you. And that's what God is saying to me this year is doesn't matter how much money you make. Doesn't matter if you're the best teacher or the best counselor as I'm transitioning. What God really wants from us is, hey, do the best with what you have, and I really want to be with you. I am not a seven on the Enneagram. I am a five, and talking into this microphone is terrifying, but... Um, we learned a lot this year, um, the two of us. Um, we had a couple of relationships that um, we had to set boundaries on, and that was very new to us. Um, we've, we've been in relationships mostly that set boundaries themselves. So um, through that, we, ba we learned a lot about love and what it looks to practically love people um, and um, what it practically looks like to give what you have and also rely on other people to help you through that um, and what John was talking about last week with loving being messy we, we really experienced a lot of that this year but um, through through that we um, we're hopeful that moving forward um, we'll know how to approach different relationships and we're just grateful for the people in this church that walked through us or walked with us through those um, relationships and whatnot and um, yeah we're just we're just generally hopeful for what's coming this next year maybe one more uh, there's line in the back <coughs> I'm an Enneagram 9 and uh, <laughs> somebody in this church said she found out I was a 9 and she goes I'm so sorry <laughs> I was like, it's the best number. <laughs> What's the problem? Um, yeah, right. Here we go. Um, I, this is the year I learned that it's okay to be happy, um, that God doesn't want me to suffer, and um, he doesn't think I'm terrible. He doesn't want to smush me. Um, and that's how I've grown. And uh, I think I met Jennifer 10 feet away from here quite some time ago when I, when I was I was feeling really smushy, and uh, I didn't notice that she might be great, and we've been married for a year and a half now, and, and I think being in a relationship of, like, mutual trust and um, this, this kind of love is just weird, new for me, and, and it was Rob that said it's okay to be in a relationship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can learn things in a relationship. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I was right. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, so... This has meant a whole lot to me, and 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 also in this room, it was uh, I was writing a lot of sad notes in the uh, prayer request for quite some time, and um, I just felt uh, really held up in that, and uh, and I appreciate whoever reads those. So thank you guys. Wow. One of the well. Two of our values that we talk about are being uh, gritty Christ followers, and there was 
the vulnerability, the willingness to be gritty, as you were sharing, and, and I think we're all thankful for that. And being comfortable with discomfort. <laughs> um, and I know some of you uh, uh, are not so comfortable speaking up, and I'm, I'm really, really thankful that you did. I I'm a two. You know, surprise, I'm a helper. Um, whatever. Um, um, and so we're going to move into a time of communion.